You stand as we read from the Holy Scriptures this morning, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the first 11 verses. Paul is writing to these early Christians and says, Now I would remind you, brothers and sisters, of the good news that I proclaimed to you, which you in turn received, in which also you stand, through which also you are being saved, if you hold firmly to the message that I proclaimed to you, unless you have come to believe in vain. For I handed on to you as of first importance what I in turn had received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures, and that He appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. Then He appeared to more than 500 brothers and sisters at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Then He appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. For I am the least of the apostles, unfit to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God I am what I am, and His grace toward me has not been in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. Whether then it was I or they, so we proclaim, and so you have come to believe. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. If we listen closely to Paul as he writes about himself, we might conclude that he is a very unlikely candidate to become one who is the chief proclaimer of the gospel, the one who traveled all around to tell anyone and everybody who would listen what God had done in Jesus Christ. He says about himself that he's the last of the apostles, that he's the least of the apostles. In fact, he says, I'm unfit to even be one proclaiming this gospel because I persecuted the church. That is, I persecuted those who were the early followers of Christ before I became one myself. Paul struggles just like any of us might when we focus on our failings and our shortcomings. When we get caught in that trap of going around over and over in our minds of all the bad things we've done, all the places we have fallen short all the times where we had one good intention but ended up with a less than good behavior it's easy to get caught in that endless cycle which is a trap which begins to come to us that somehow we're unworthy of God's love or not worthy of God's blessings being poured out upon us but of course that's just the point of the gospel that we are imperfect and limited human beings, and God loves us all the more. It's hard for us as humans with limited perspective to be able to comprehend the vastness of God's love and the never-ending nature of God's love pursuing us. But as Paul makes very clear In his proclamation today, Christ died for us. Not because we are perfect, 
not because we are better than someone else, rather because God's love is greater than we can imagine. God reveals the depth and breadth of this divine and gracious love being poured out upon us in and through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. What we have in our letter to the Corinthians is one of our earliest Christian documents. Paul is proclaiming the gospel, traveling around, but then writing letters to these groups of Christians around the Mediterranean. He writes to these early Christians in Corinth here in verse 3, For I handed on to you as of first importance what I in turn had received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures, and that he appeared. And then he begins to list all the people who experienced the appearance of the risen Christ, realized that even though he was dead and buried, somehow he was alive again. Paul's writings are some of the earliest narratives about what God has done in Christ he captures in these little paragraphs he writes to these Christians what God has done and is doing and wants to do for you and me the theological implication of all of that is this I put it in your outline salvation is not something we do for ourselves it is something God does for us it is called grace or God's unconditional love for us. The Gospels say over and over again, it's not what you're doing or what you have done, but what God has done in and through Christ that brings us to fullness of life, to wholeness, to salvation. God has done something for us in Christ, but God is doing something in you and through you now if you open yourself and receive this great love of God being poured out upon you. The promise is it will transform your life. It will transcend all of your limits and allow you to live a life abundant, to experience the fullness of life that God intends and the promise of eternal life to come. A further implication of this is your failings, your shortcomings, your betrayals do not defeat God's love. Your sins are not bigger or greater than God's love for you. In another one of these letters, Paul writes to the early Christians, this time to the ones in Rome, he talks about where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. If you want to read it later, it's in Romans chapter 5, verse 20. I want to read you a few different translations of that passage so you can grasp what Paul is saying here. In the New Revised Standard Version, he writes it like this, where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. There's a version called the Worldwide English Version, more of a paraphrase. It just says, when people were really bad, God was even more kind. Or you may have heard of Dr. Eugene Peterson, who spent a decade doing his own translation. Again, a bit of a paraphrase called the Message Bible. He amplifies this passage and writes it like this. Sin did not and does not 
have a chance in competition with the aggressive forgiveness we call grace. When it's sin versus grace, grace wins hands down every time. All sin can do is threaten us with death. And that's the end of it. Grace, because God is putting everything together again through the Messiah, invites us into life. A life that goes on and on and on, world without end. Paul strikes that same theme here in the end of the portion of what we read when he's talking about how hard he's working to proclaim this gospel, to tell this good news of God's love to everybody. He writes, I worked harder than any of them. He's talking about the other disciples. But then he says, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. It is not I, but the grace of the God that is with me. God's love, Paul is saying, was not defeated at the cross, not defeated at the tomb, not defeated in your life. God's love, Paul says, is alive and we know because he appeared to the disciples over and over again paul keeps saying to any who will listen christ is alive god's love is alive it's important to notice what happens when god raises christ from the dead the risen christ pursued his defeated and disillusioned disciples to reveal to them that God's love is stronger than any human obstacle. It's the strongest force in the universe. We could say God's love is alive in unlimited form, that God's presence is always with you, that God's grace and God's love is always with you wherever you go. The psalmist said it even before this, that there's nowhere we can go where God will not find us. Paul says it this way, it's the grace of God that is with you, with you now and with you forever. The call of the gospel is let the love of God find you. Let the love of God enfold you. Brian Wren is a great hymn writer. He's a pastor. He's also a professor. He wrote a number of hymns that are in our United Methodist hymnal. He wrote the lyrics that we sang right after Kathy led us in prayer. I want to read that one verse to you again. He captures it so well. He says, Christ is alive. Let Christians sing. His cross stands empty to the sky. Let streets and homes with praises ring. His love in death shall never die his love in death shall never die let this transcendent love find you and your experience might be like that of the little girl whose family lived next to the woods every day she would go out in the backyard and play and go into the woods for a little while but always come home before dark until this one day, 
And her mother and father noticed that darkness was beginning to descend upon the woods and creep into the yard and the little girl wasn't back and as dusk came she still wasn't back her parents went out in the backyard and began to call her name she did not come they went further in the woods and began to call her name she still did not respond finally the neighbors could hear their frantic voices calling for their lost daughter they too came out to help try to find her they scattered in the woods calling her name no response finally the darkness had grown deep and the little girl was in the woods but she had no idea which way was home anymore she didn't recognize any of the paths or which way to go finally overwhelmed by the darkness and the feeling of lostness she sits down exhausted under an oak tree next to a winding river there she falls asleep one by one as the night goes on the neighbors begin to say to the father they're heading home oh they'll be back in the morning but it's time for sleep but the father could not rest knowing his little daughter was lost and alone in the dark Lost and alone somewhere in the woods, he continued to search all night until finally the sun began to rise and the colors from the sun began to paint the sky. And just then as he was walking along this creek and he rounded a curve, he spied his daughter asleep under the tree. He began to shout her name and run toward her. When she heard her daddy calling, she awoke and she jumped to her feet and she said, Daddy, I finally found you. I finally found you. That's our experience sometimes with God's pursuing love of us. May you know the grace of God that is with you now and always. May you know the joy of finding God's pursuing love alive in your life this very day. May it be that we all celebrate the resurrection. Amen. And thanks be to God.